Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. שלום, אוסטרליה. 16-year-old yeshiva student, Arie Shupak, was killed and 22 people were hurt in two terrorist attacks in Jerusalem on Wednesday. Shupak, who was killed in the first bombing, was a dual Israeli-Canadian citizen. A second victim succumbed to his injuries yesterday. Tadisi Tashume Ben Mada was critically injured in the first bombing, and although trauma and ICU teams at Sharet Sedek Medical Center in Jerusalem fought for his life, his injuries were too serious. The first explosion occurred close to the main entrance of Jerusalem in Givat Shaul shortly after 7 a.m. The second blast occurred shortly after at 7.30 a.m. at the busy Ramot Junction. The head of the police operations division said that the two high-quality, powerful explosive devices capable of a high level of damage were hidden behind the bus stop and in a bush. The remotely detonated devices were packed with nails and ball bearings to maximize casualties. Deputy Commissioner Sigal Bartsvi said on Wednesday that police suspected an organized cell was behind the attacks. No group has claimed responsibility. Immediately after the bombings, it was ordered that the number of officers across Jerusalem be increased, especially in crowded areas. Police on Friday said the bolstered forces would remain deployed in Jerusalem as the manhunt for the terrorists continued. A large-scale international diplomatic effort took place to secure the release of the body of Tiran Farrow, a Druze teenager whose remains were snatched by terrorists from a hospital in Jenin on Tuesday. Farrow was critically injured in a car crash and taken to a Jenin hospital. His grieving father said in a radio interview that he was with his son when a group of up to 60 armed men stormed the hospital and demanded the body of the soldier. At first he did not understand what they wanted, but he was helpless as they snatched his son. The kidnappers were demanding the release of Palestinians imprisoned by Israel or the bodies of deceased Palestinian terrorists being held by Israel in exchange for Pharaoh, who was a senior high school student. Israel warned that if the body was not returned, the IDF would launch a large-scale operation in the West Bank. As a result of the threats and diplomatic intervention from a number of Arab countries, the body was returned for burial. Yet no deals were made. Thousands of mourners walked in Pharaoh's funeral procession in his majority Druze hometown of Daliat al-Kamal in northern Israel on what would have been his 18th birthday. In negotiations to form the next government coalition, Likud and Otzma Yehudit agreed early on Friday on the positions the far-right party will hold in the incoming government. Itamar Ben-Gvir will hold the newly created position of National Security Minister, an expanded public security ministerial role that includes oversight of the National Police and Border Police in the West Bank. Outgoing Defense Minister Benny Gantz said on Friday that Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu was allowing far-right MK Ben-Vir to become the de facto Premier in the next government. 
The move means Benvia will have control over border police troops involved in policing riots in the West Bank, as well as the evacuation of settlement outposts whose presence he has long supported. Gan said that establishing a private army for Benvia in the West Bank is dangerous and will create real security failures. The outgoing minister also warned that Netanyahu's reported decision to transfer control over the civil administration, the defence ministry body that governs aspects of civilian life in some 60% of the West Bank, to the finance ministry, which religious Zionism chairman Bezalel Smotrich is possibly going to head, will lead to criticism from the international community that Israel is carrying out de facto annexation of the West Bank. In addition to the National Security Ministry, Ben Gvir's Otsma Yudit party will also run an expanded version of the Ministry for Development of the Negev and the Galil, a newly created Heritage Ministry, the Knesset's Public Security Committee and the Knesset Special Committee for the Israeli Citizens Fund, which oversees state revenue from gas drilling, in addition to receiving the post of Deputy Economic Ministry. There will also be an expanded Southern Law, that will permit the shooting of thieves caught stealing weapons from military bases, a problem that seems to be out of control. Last year, the military updated its rules of engagement to allow soldiers to more easily fire at suspected gun thieves and smugglers in a bid to crack down on the crime. The ultra-Orthodox Shas Party will receive the Interior Ministry as well as the Health and Welfare Portfolios. However, party leader Aryeh Deri's eligibility to be a minister is currently under question after the Attorney General said his recent corruption conviction could carry a finding of moral turpitude which would bar him from holding a cabinet post for seven years. Derry received a 12-month suspended sentence last year but resigned from Parliament before he signed a plea deal allowing him to dodge the conviction of moral turpitude. Shas and Likud are reportedly looking into changing the law to allow Derry, who served 22 months in prison from 2000 to 2002 on a bribe-taking conviction, to come back as a minister. The prospective coalition's second Haredi party, United Torah Judaism, is expected to get the Housing Ministry and the Social Equality Ministry expanded to include the Labour Department of the Finance Ministry. United Torah Judaism's Moshe Gafni was named chair of the Knesset's temporary finance committee on Monday, and the party also wants control of the Labour, Health and Internal Affairs and Environmental Committees. Meanwhile, the Kud talks with Bezalel Smotrich's religious Zionism appear to remain stalled. On Wednesday, Likud MK Yariv Levine, the party's main point man on coalition negotiations, described Smotrich's demands to shift parts of ministries to his control as delusional. Otsma Yudit has said that it will not join the government without religious Zionism, and there is no government without them. Netanyahu is expecting Smotrich to realise that all the other parties have made advantageous deals and that his holding out will not benefit him. Amer Al-Kinawrawi, a 39-year-old resident of Rahat, is expected to be charged with a terrorist act of attempted murder. The Beersheva's magistrate court was told by police during a custody hearing on Friday. The court ordered Al-Kinawrawi's detention to be extended for seven days. He is alleged to have driven his vehicle on the footpath near the Israeli Air Force Technological College on Thursday, slamming into an 18-year-old student and seriously injuring him.
The IDF on Friday suspended two soldiers who physically assaulted and taunted left-wing activists in Hebron, the latest in a series of incidents involving the Givati Infantry Brigade in the city. The group of activists had travelled to Hebron to meet with local Palestinian families as an act of solidarity after Israelis visiting last week initiated clashes with them. In video footage, troops were seen knocking a man to the ground and punching him. Another soldier is heard shouting at the other activists, get the F out of here. Another soldier from the same squad was seen confronting an activist and boasting about far-right-wing lawmaker Itamar Bengvir and how he would handle things. Extremists set fire to a number of vehicles and sprayed racist slogans and hate crime attacks in two Israeli Arab towns near Jerusalem overnight Thursday, Friday. And police will pursue a murder charge for Adi Mizrahi, a 22-year-old resident of Holon, suspected of stabbing another man to death in a road rage incident in the city of Holon earlier this week. Mizrahi has a long criminal record. Yuri Volkov was stabbed to death on Wednesday after a brief confrontation with Mizrahi, who carried out an illegal manoeuvre on his motorbike, endangering pedestrians crossing the road legally. This is Peter Jones-Pellach reporting for SBS Radio from Jerusalem. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.